0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five for Five podcast. My name is Panchito, and once again, I am joined by Mike. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm happy to be here, man. Episode 14. Episode 1 4. That's right. We are coming up very close already to the end of the season right guys and as everybody knows we do play for points they are pointless points leading to pointless prizes but the journey through history mike folks it's priceless that's right so what do you say should we get into my article right after this absolutely let's do it Okay, let's get into the article, Mike. This one is from 1994, so get pumped. It's been a popular one for us. Yes, 94 had a lot of cool things going on. We're finding them all.
1: Get ready, folks.
0: All right, so this article is called Man Gets Millions by Mistake. Awesome. Yeah, it comes to us from Tampa, Florida, 1994. And it says... Howard Jenkins had fun as a multimillionaire, even making a $4 million withdrawal during his lunch break. Why? Because it was there after a bank's computer error put $88 million in his account. Jenkins' brief stint as a rich man started when he lost his checkbook. He called Nations Bank and put a hold on his account. When he went to make a deposit Friday, he was told to check the automated teller machine outside to make sure the account was working. When he withdrew $10, the receipt said Jenkins' balance was $890,000. Incredulous, Jenkins went home and called the bank's telephone system and got even better news. A computerized voice told him his account topped $88 million. Jenkins returned to the bank and asked the teller for his balance. When she wrote eight digits on a piece of paper and slid it to him, he said he almost fainted. She said, did you get an inheritance or something? Jenkins answered, or something. He decided to ask for $4 million. They handed him the $4 million, and he says he didn't bat an eye. And that is
1: the story. First of all, that's awesome. Yes. A good day for Howard. You know, they say that the 1% is one of the hardest income brackets to stay in. Well, if the bank's
0: just handing over the money like that, you shouldn't have too much of a problem with it, right? Who says money doesn't grow on trees? It just magically appears in your bank account, apparently. Sign me up. I need to find out if Nations Bank is still open and if they have branches where I live so I can go get an account with them very quickly,
1: I don't know why, man. But the first thing that comes up to mind is the movie Office Space. Why is that? So, even though it, it does involve the guys uploading a computer virus to the bank so that they can take, slivers oh, right, of right, 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 like a half a cent or something, slivers yeah. of one penny, it just it made me think about that for some reason. Just you know, computer glitching and, and getting rich off of essentially computer banking. There's a big gap. This is where like ATMs
0: and the banks weren't necessarily perfectly in sync yet or something exactly and we'll challenge this so hard in the second half because i know there's a whole technical aspect
1: of this you really want to get into right but i'm, I'm going way back to 1994 now right what do you do man
0: yeah in 1994 if this happens i think there's a window
1: of time right Dude, where I the you error do- is real i think you can do a lot of damage in that window too
0: well he managed to get his hands on four million dollars cash cash which is astonishing to me because Nations Bank had 4 million dollars on hand to give him you
1: took that thought right out of my head i was like what about all of the deposits that have to be covered under fdic i don't know how much they're supposed i think it's a percentage it's right 20% of the sum total of the bank's average of annual deposits he had to have somewhat cleaned them out right 4 yeah. million dollars they they if anything they should have been like no we can only handle so much and if you really need to, we can call a truck in. I don't know how that in, in and of itself
0: wasn't a total red flag, right? It's pretty baller, though. It's gutsy, I think, to go into the bank and be like, let me have $4 million. Bold move. Yeah, and he, so he takes it out in cash. What's funny is that he didn't try to get more, or if he did try to get more, the teller stopped him and was like, I can only give you $4 million right now, sir. We're done. We're closing
1: shop for the day. Total run on the bank, on this branch of this bank. I keep thinking about, does the bank uh, have to take a loss on a certain amount of this? Because, I mean, there's there's this window that I keep obsessing over. And in, in my brief time that I did work in banking, it wasn't back then. So I don't know what these windows look like.
0: Well, okay. So let's let's make some assumptions. I yeah. mean, what technologies are they integrating here? It's telephony? Telephony, yes. Uh, the ATM record, which got to have some kind of data data upstream to right. something. Even if it's dial-up. Is it to a server or something or what? Even probably back then, yeah. Okay, so it goes up to the 90s server, which is probably fills up a whole room. Right. And even when it gets up there... The data has to bounce back to the bank. Exactly. In 56K time. If that's the case, how long really is it going to take them to catch the mistake? At least 24 hours. It doesn't even seem like it's based on a typo or something either. Like, I mean, he had to have had like $880 in his account or something, right? Do you think it was a wire gone bad? Maybe. That's a possibility. When I said it was $890,000, it was actually an exact amount, which was... $889,437. So that's not like a simple typo where like somebody added zeros or something. Right. That's major. Like seriously, I think this is what you're talking about where it was like a crossed wire. Yeah, like somebody typed in the wrong account. Somebody did not get their money. Someone's freaking out. I think this bank was doing big work, right? For 1994, moving 88 million dollars. Dude, they're pushing bills. That's crazy. Yeah. Who in
1: Tampa is moving 88 million dollars in 1994? You know, I I mentally asked myself that question, and the only thing that came to mind is potentially a real estate transaction. Right, like a big land buy or something. Yeah, maybe it was like a a commercial real estate. um What do you like? Venture capitalist group, maybe. And they go to the what is it? Nations Bank. Yeah. And uh, hey, I need to wire this much money to this uh, investment group and instead they pull up this guy's account just somehow Howard ended up with it I'm gonna be honest I've dreamt of this scenario all my life
0: Yeah, this is something out of shows, right? Yeah. I think this was a a bigger premise back in the day for, like, comedies and and movies and things like that, where the bank makes an error like that. But
1: this actually happened.
0: And the thing is, is is just on his lunch break, so this whole thing happens pretty quickly. Like, he's back and forth a couple times, makes his phone calls, goes to the machine, and does all of this stuff and ends up with $4 million in hand. By the end of his lunch break
1: is he stupid enough to quit his
0: job since this thing wasn't very common then or if it was maybe it didn't happen on this level right i'm sure he had seen the mistakes happen and then the bank sort of just folds on the whatever two hundred dollars or something that they messed up on but this is a lot of money it's massive at some point there's going to be an investigation on the part of the bank there's probably be some kind of investigation on the part of the fed i'm thinking some people
1: are getting fired
0: yeah, somebody's going down for this thing. And then obviously it got out.
1: I mean, they wrote a story about it. Right. $4 million. I mean, geez, what would you do next? How do you reveal this? I guess I'm just trying to inject myself into this scenario and be like, how do I tell my wife with a straight face that I just came up on $4 million bucks?
0: I mean, even if he doesn't have a wife, he's got friends, he's got family, probably he's got you know somebody in his life. He has co-workers. I wonder how he handled that. He has to completely turn his back on pretty much everybody because he's going to be just a total outcast. I mean, it's like a lottery winner thing, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of sometimes alienation and, 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 and falling into this fortune. Sometimes it happens to these folks. It's sad.
0: I mean, not so sad for Howard at this point on this story, right? Because he's he thinks he came up.
1: You know, a guy like that, probably the first thing he's that's not crossing his mind is probably how to indemnify himself in all this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's not looking for the legal out right yeah uh-huh. he's not trying to figure out a way to say hey look this is your guys bad i'm good no no no. he's probably freaking out well it's the 90s so he's already like planning what color c do right it's so true what color c do um he already knows what color dodge viper he's gonna buy he's been eyeing that 50 inch projection tv i'm buying every cd at the blockbuster
0: music oh and he's gonna get those uh, birkenstocks he's been wanting
1: Yeah, dude. Absolutely. In every color. In Tampa, you you definitely want that. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm wondering about what the recourse this bank has.
0: I don't know. Uh, if in an investigation if howard gets the upper hand or the bank does i mean the bank's gonna take some flack for it no matter what like you said heads are gonna roll over at this institution somebody's getting fired right someone's
1: getting fired there's gonna be policy changes policy changes it's 1994 i'm actually wondering if they're just gonna have to take a loss on some of this cash because he withdrew four million dollars in cash So, there's a window of time between when that cash is withdrawn and when the bank gets to catch up with the guy. Sure. The bank, I think, is going to try and do something, right? He's going to get a stern letter, Mike. That's a hell of an overdraft fee. Because it's a wrist slap situation
0: if you really look at it from his perspective, isn't it? I'd certainly hope so. He didn't really do anything wrong up until he decided to take advantage of the bank, but they made a mistake. So, is that him taking advantage or is it just a form of
1: capitalizing on... Their poor management. It's a great question. That's a philosophical question if you think about it. Yeah, it is, right? Right, because it, and and it, and it goes into morality, business ethics, business ethics, and the ethics also of the individual, right? You know, mm-hmm. this is not my money, therefore I will return it to you. Okay, it's the twentieth century. If you do that, you're a statistical anomaly. I'm not saying it's not not capable of happening, but most people aren't going to do that.
0: Yeah. The outliers are the people who are just like, oh, my bad. And then oh. they give it all back.
1: Yeah. And they're just like, well, I knew it was going to come back to get me somehow anyways. so here you go. I get it. There's people like that. Uh-huh. I'm not going to discount that. But I would argue at the very least, maybe at least 65 percent of folks are going to be like, yo, I'm rich now. So at the
0: very least, he's probably going to hold the funds for ransom, right? Yeah.
1: Kick me back something
0: and then you can have the bulk of the money something like that right right i'll tell you what i'll give you back
1: three million dollars
0: right and then the negotiation starts you know if he's really smart he'll give them back a portion of the money and take the rest of it in beanie babies back then that would
1: have been a wise oh what investment. a wise investment power yeah. ranger dolls yeah see now you're talking people you're 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 talking next level stuff right because yeah. now you're talking about investment i don't know 94
0: now that i'm thinking about it i think i would have loaded up on laser discs
1: yeah, if you want to lose your money, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, their quality was unmatched.
0: They were really cool looking.
1: My parents had a collection of five.
0: Yeah, we went with DVD. We were early adopters for DVD.
1: Uh, we didn't adopt until uh 2001. Wow. Yeah, dude. Ooh, I, that's late in the game. I, dude, I was pushing for it for a long time, but I wasn't in control of that.
0: I definitely would have hit Sam Goody though. I said that as a joke earlier, but man, Sam Goody was cool. Um.
1: I was more of a Tower Records guy.
0: Yeah, Tower Records for for hip-hop is that excellent selection. Definitely. Well, either way, I know there's still a lot more to get into on this story, especially if we look at it from the modern perspective. Get ready, folks. We'll be right back after this. This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcasts. You're listening to the 5 for 5 podcast with Panchito and Mike. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Good. All right, everybody, it's time to get into the second half of episode
1: 14. Are you ready for this, Mike? 14 episodes, man. It's been an awesome run so far. Let's do it.
0: And we're keeping it consistent with another really cool
1: story, right? It's been one of my favorites so far. I'm loving where this conversation goes.
0: Yes. So we promised that in the second half, we're going to now touch on modern context, which is going to give Mike a slight chance to nerd out a little bit, right?
1: Just a little bit. Just enough.
0: Yeah, and maybe all of us could nerd out together. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But the reason I talk about nerding out is because there's lots of technology that would completely change the story in a modern context, right?
1: Yeah, this kind of scenario, although there have been incidents where it does happen even in the modern times, right. it gets rectified a lot quicker. Right, like uh, like as quick as you can refresh an app screen. Right, like, oh, look at that, I had eight mail. oh, it's gone. Yeah. Just like that.
0: So let's highlight the gaps and then talk about those gaps in comparison to today. Okay. So, First gap, Howard goes and he lost his checkbook. Yes, huge gap. Huge gap already. (laughs) I can't remember the last time I wrote a check.
1: It's been a, a few years.
0: Uh, Because now we can do near field communication payments and we can Venmo and do all of these cool things like that now. right? Apple Pay is amazing. Yeah. We can just be like, hey, man, you owe me 20 bucks. Oh, I just sent it to you.
1: No more running to the ATM.
0: You can touch your phone to the thing at the gas station, touch your phone to the thing at the cash register, and you can even buy things in advance and just go get them. It's a beautiful thing. So checks are super obsolete. Absolutely. Yeah. And this was like before Square and all of that kind of stuff too right because square was pretty ahead of its time i think at the at the time but it just it still needed the dongle and everything i think now with venmo and all that we're beyond that
1: yeah it was the uh clumsy little middle middle area until we just fully went wireless it was the laser disc it was yeah it was the laser disc of mobile payment technology
0: we have identified it on the five for five podcast
1: good job panchito
0: Second hole, Howard decides to go to the bank to check his balance. Yeah, all the way to the bank. Now we check the balance on the phone via text message or via text message right through your computer it's insane so that brings us to the next gap which i think is the first time your first opportunity you get to nerd out a little bit the girl at the counter had to send him outside to use the atm machine right let's talk about that one
1: yeah that's pretty annoying if i was a client so on a a very just basic level let's just talk about right from a customer service angle even before the technical yeah definitely so i will understand that the annoyance is relative i'm I'm, I'm I'm annoyed only from a 21st century perspective sure that said Technically, I'm wondering if the bank itself is updated at a different time, like a point in time than, say, the ATM machines. So do you think that maybe like the bank was collecting a certain amount of data
0: and then like you said in the first half, they're dumping that data to whatever the ATM is connected to?
1: Yeah. And I'd probably take it a little bit further and it's probably not all their clients info. It's probably done by X amount of people.
0: Or just the clients that interacted with the bank that day. Exactly. Wow.
1: Yeah. That is a big leap. It It could be a dude. I mean, if you compare to where we are now, I mean, it is a quantum leap now.
0: Well, next after that, Howard goes and he decides to verify the numbers that he saw at the ATM by calling into his bank to hear the robot say his balance.
1: That was arguably the most modern thing I could probably pull out from that. That That's still kind of relevant today.
0: Yeah, because you can still do that.
1: Yeah, and you know, I would say that uh, dialing into the IVR is still has value.
0: Well, as redundancies go, it's a good one because it sort of puts a face on the server, right?
1: Definitely, but think about that. So all of these pitfalls, these gaps that we've identified, that's the most modern.
0: Yeah, calling in on a phone to hear a robot say numbers to you
1: i mean today you can get a debit card produced on the spot depending on who you bank with everything now is just immediate immediate and the the flow of business and the flow of the world demands that yeah you mentioned something earlier so uh nfc
0: yeah, like one payments and things like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm talking about, you know, putting your cell phone up to the uh, the debit card machine that would normally read your card, you know, when you swipe.
0: Yeah, that's popular with Apple Pay.
1: Google Pay, Samsung Pay and Apple Pay are probably the big three, right, that folks yeah. in 2019 are used to. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful because it's global. It's ubiquitous. Um, a lot of folks, especially the tinfoil hat types, they, they really like to, you know, guard their phones. You know, they want to make sure that you're not picking up oh, I don't like wireless payments because I don't want you to pick up my, my radio waves. Guys, if you know how NFC technology works, you can't just do that.
0: So then I want to get into the next sort of uh gap right yeah which was that uh when he calls in for the voice confirmation on the balance yeah the machine reads back 88 million ish right (laughs) yeah a crazy amount of money that mistake happens and then he goes back to the bank to confirm it and then the girl has an update by then obviously on her computer yeah and she writes it for him on a piece of paper and then she even makes a comment you get inheritance
1: right yeah she's some kind of comment like that
0: and then uh or something
1: and he answers or something great response by the way
0: and takes out four million dollars talk about that part it
1: just sounds shady first of all if i'm the teller what's that or something
0: but technology wise like even verifying like the amount that he's gonna take out we have safeguards for that kind of stuff now
1: oh we have algorithms that run on 24 7 365 like monitoring
0: for like for withdrawals that big and stuff like that
1: Absolutely because what happens is that every single bank guys every bank has a profile on you okay so some of the other episodes we've talked about google's profile that they build on you being able to spend remember we talked about those points of information right well the bank has been doing this they they, they did it the moment they implemented algorithms and, and what they are is they're safety guards against yourself and they're safety guards for the bank against all sorts of things like frauds hackers things like that
0: oh yeah see hackers is not even con- a consideration in this story right
1: yeah uh think about this okay there's your average daily balance right that gives them a very firm understanding of you Financially speaking right liquidity liquidity. Absolutely, right? So let's talk about the average that you withdraw on them on a monthly basis. They understand Oh, this person's a cash-heavy individual the algorithm knows to understand that the reason why the algorithm knows to understand that is so that it knows Not to trigger certain things when you're behaving a certain way But it's also designed to trigger that way if you are behaving against what you normally have established as your grain
0: So what you're saying is in 2019 Howard is a big huge Huge bright, shiny red light of a warning with his four million dollars instant withdrawal of cash.
1: Absolutely. I would argue in 2019 they probably would have swiftly denied any attempt to try to withdraw money until he got to interface at the very least with a branch manager. Yeah. (laughs) Like at the very least. I mean we have controls on controls today.
0: Yeah, they're like, why don't you go hit up the coffee station real quick? Bear with me for
1: about twenty minutes. I'm just gonna Would you like
0: a bottle of water?
1: I'm gonna go get Panchito.
0: Excuse me, I'll be right back. You know, and then we're gonna go
1: and the bankers are gonna have a candid conversation about Mm -hmm. your spending habits
0: They're like red alert
1: and behind the curtain. They might even be phoning the Fed So if this is legitimate, they need to be able to have the cash ready And sometimes you have to go that far up the chain to be able to come up with those kinds of sums of money. Oh, man Yeah I mean so
0: Howard's thing it triggered like a bigger deposit the next day from the armored truck and all kinds of stuff like he really shook it up
1: he caused a logistical nightmare for that bank. yeah I mean the the normal everyday client probably is wouldn't care wouldn't have any ideas to the amount of work that he he made so many people have to do
0: well now I kind of feel like the newspaper downplayed the story because they made it sound like this cute thing that happened oh
1: yeah they're probably like oh that's so cool that guy's lucky yeah uh yeah no They're
0: like oh he accidentally got 88 million dollars <laughs> neato Wish that happened to me <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah they're talking about it like it's something interesting that happened down the street today you know but yeah it sounds like he caused a big problem
1: current bank policies are formulated from instances that were spawned from things like this yeah so all of these really are brutal stepping stones yeah. into what is now the modern digital age of banking
0: yeah, in the end, Howard helped us progress.
1: Painfully. That was the price. The $4
0: million is
1: what it cost the banking industry. And right? some would say that's a drop in the bank these days.
0: Well, speaking of policy, it's our policy to end the show by giving out the pointless points. And if you're into it, Mike, we can do it right after this. Let's make it happen. All right. This is Evita from Flying Blind podcast. You're listening to the 5 for 5 podcast with Panchito and Mike. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. all right everybody it is time to get into the closing portion of the show and we give out pointless points and pointless prizes on this part but the journey through history
1: it's priceless that's right so i brought in the story mike i brought the prize what
0: would you think how did how did we do today
1: well i had to make a quick change here on my prize because you brought in a banking story right so because of that i'm actually going to give you man a wicker basket filled with dumb, dumb lollipops, just like the kind the banks give away.
0: I like that, I always grab like two or three. I know you're only supposed to take one, but I I look for the good flavors.
1: Lemon's always been my favorite, but we're doing it in honor of all the dumb mistakes and all the dumb policies that banks have tried to roll out that we've progressed beyond today.
0: Dumb mistakes and uh, kind of a dumb, dumb experience with Howard, right? I'm not sure he did all the right moves, but who knows if he got away with it or not?
1: I don't know. But Howard, if you're out there, I hope you were able to get something out of that. Shoot us an email or something, Howard. Yeah. Do work at workmedia.com. I want
0: to know what color sea do
1: you bought. Hopefully neon green.
0: All right, everybody. Well, that is a wrap on episode 14 of the 5 for 5 podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope that you subscribe, like, love, and follow us at work media.
1: That's right, folks. That's work media,
0: Z-W-E-R-C media. Mike, thanks a lot once again. Thanks, Panchito. Alright, we will see you all on the next one. Peace out.